In today's show, we look back at Wednesday. There were 12 games on. All of that information and update on Steph Curry, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are talking about Wednesday, 12 games on, no need to muck around, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, Steph. Steph Curry. Stephen Curry. Wardell Stephen Curry. Um, he's coming back on the 13th of January, so a little over a week away. So your DiVincenzo stream is going to end in about a week. He's still got value, but if there is a situation where there's a longer-term ad that's there, you might have to – well, you not might have to, but you could consider you know, sacrificing some short-term value for the longer-term play. Yeah, for example, I'll throw the name out there because I'm always going to do it, Dan Gafford. Right, if Gafford's there and DiVincenzo is your worst player, but DiVincenzo's got more games here over the next couple of days, like I would make the move because DiVincenzo's value is going to disappear and Gafford's probably is going to stay strong. Probably. It might not, but it probably will. But that's the sort of thing that I mean. Like, if you do need to move on from Dante, you consider this situation coming. Your sell-high window on Jordan Poole, it might marginally be open, but it's not like he's really blown up since Curry's been out because he hasn't. So I don't know that you could actually do that. More Warriors updates. Kaminga and Wiseman are out for at least a week. Wiggins looks like he has a chance to return on Saturday, but that wasn't 100% confirmed. And then, yeah, then with all those backup bigs out, though, then the deeper league still may be Pat Baldwin. And maybe that does help DiVincenzo maintain a level of value, but it would more, I think, be streaming stuff for 12-team leagues. Jeff Green, I don't know, the Nuggets put out an injury report that said Green wasn't on it. I went, ah, is he back? And then they put out another report later and said, no, he's actually out. So I'm going to assume that he is back on that same original four-week out timetable, but I don't know because they put out a weird injury report where he wasn't on it. Kawhi is off the injury report for Thursday. So is John Wall. Paul George is there as questionable. I would expect that Kawhi plays Thursday, Paul George sits Thursday, and then George plays Friday, if at all, and Kawhi sits Friday. I don't I don't know that for sure, but Kawhi being out and George dealing with that hamstring soreness, you'd think they probably just sit Paul on the Thursday, and then if he's ready, he gets the extra 24 hours, and he's available to play on Friday. That's how I think things will go there. Nick Batum is out as well for Thursday with that ankle problem. Um, we had a quote from the Lakers saying that Anthony Davis, or D- Darvin Ham said, Anthony Davis is on schedule to return. Now, we don't know what that schedule is, but he's on schedule. So whatever that means. What that does give me, though, is an indication that the chances of him playing this season are pretty high. I just I don't know when. He's doing some running. He hasn't done jumping yet, so we're probably still two weeks, three weeks away, I would guess. But 
I don't know the timeline. I don't even know what the what the actual injury is. Uh, it's stress. Oh, uh, cool. Stress injury. Not even stress fracture, not stress reaction. Stress injury. So we don't know what the time frame is. We can't guess at the time frame really, but we know that he's on schedule to return from that unknown time frame. So good news, I guess. Good news? Yeah, good news. I think it's good news. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Do you think that's good news? I think it is. Um, looks like Towns is probably two to three weeks away as well, which is whatever the opposite of good news is. Oh, bad news. That would be what that is. It's not great for his return. We do have 12 games to talk about today. I did a waiver wire show early in the day, so I don't need to go through waiver trends. Let's just get stuck straight into the games. And the first one of those games was an overtime game between the Indiana Pacers and the Philadelphia 76ers. There was no Joel Embiid for Philadelphia. Let's go through the pace. Well, they win 129-126, Philadelphia does. For the Pacers, Budrick Heald on a real hot streak at the moment, top 30 over the last week. 41 minutes, 24, 9, and 6, two steals and a block. Now, scoring is great. Threes are great, but getting nine rebounds, six assists, and two steals out of Bud is awesome. We know that he is one of those players who goes through hot streaks and then massive cold streaks. You're not going to be able to sell high on him. I'm pretty confident in saying that, but if you can, then now's the time to do it. Halliburton, low usage, 18%, but 16, 7, and 12, two steals and a block is a great game. While Miles Turner, the minutes and the blocks are back, 14 and 8, a steal and five blocks. It was also a good game for Sticks. That's two solid games in a row. But I honestly don't care. He played 15 minutes in an overtime game. He had 17 and 6, which is good. But I don't trust it at all, do you? You shouldn't. Maybe he gets back and starts playing. I'd like 24 a night, at least, before I even consider it in 12 teams. At least. What I am considering, well, actually, I'm not considering it because it's, it's done. Jack off Aaron Neesmith. Talked ad nauseum about how hard it was for him to maintain that value on low usage, and it just isn't here. 22 minutes, 11 points, 5 rebounds. 4 assists are good, 3 threes is good, but not a must-roster 12-teamer. You can use him, you can stream him, but not a must-roster guy. While Matherin, again, looks great. 19 points, that's sick. 9 of 10 from the line, awesome. But no threes, 33% shooting on large volume, 4 rebounds only. He continues to be a 1-2 to two category only player, and maybe that works for you. But it doesn't work for everybody, therefore he's not must roster. Nimpard played a lot, 41 minutes. 12 and 4 is good enough. We talked about him on the waiver show as like a 16 team to 14 team league guy. And I think that sort of production is that. It is 16 team at least, maybe 14 team, not 12. Uh, Duarte just really not playing. 11 minutes for him for four points. On the sixes, they did decide to start small. So Tucker started at center. But Montrezl Harrell played 28 off the bench, 19 and 5, a steal and four blocks on 89%. And Doc said after the game, said, yeah, we wanted to just go small, but Trez was playing so well, we couldn't take him out. And that is a great game from Montrez Harrell. But even if Embiid remains out, and he might for Friday, I still wouldn't feel particularly confident in adding Harrell because that is, that's just an unbelievable game. And he doesn't have that in his bag. He doesn't have four blocks every night. It's not an 89% shooter, nor is he likely to play 28 minutes every night. So that was great. I don't trust it. Tangles, Tyrese Maxey started in place of Embiid. 37 minutes. I'd say his minutes restriction is over. 17, 5, and 6. Still really can't shoot anymore. I don't know what's going on there. 38% shooting. While Melton played 37 minutes for 19 and 7 with five threes. Very interesting to see what next game brings. If Embiid is back, does Maxey start? Does Melton start? Do they both start and Tucker comes off the bench? What do the minutes look like? 
It's, we're still holding Melton, obviously, but where it fits, I, I don't know at this point. Tucker was bad again, missed all four of his shots, had seven boards. Niang dropped in three threes, one of the more reliable three-point streamers you can get. While the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um, 19 and 10. Good usage. 44% shooting is not ideal. But again, there's no Embiid. There's no Embiid. Like, I still don't see it. Like, if you can get top 60 in a trade, do it. I would do it immediately. I don't have Harris, but I would do it if I did. Let's... Well, no, not let, no, let's not go to that yet. Let's do this right now, because today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. We know that. And when you're looking for a delicious treat, well, where would you want to go apart from getting a Built Bar? You don't want to grab something that's full of calories and full of fat or full of sugar. Not at all. So you want to grab something that's high in protein, but low in those things. And Built Bar is like 130 calories in a bar, even though they've got 17 grams of protein. I've been telling you for years, you can get Built Bars at Built.com. I told you that so many times. But it's not just there. Not those delicious flavors, the churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. You don't just have to get them from Built.com. You can get them from Walmart and you can get them from Sam's Club. If you're in Walmart, go to the pharmacy department. You'll see boxes of four bars in cookies and cream flavor, double chocolate or coconut puffs. But if you're at a Sam's Club, they've got the Whopper, the 13 box bar, 13 bar box. That's the, that's the right phrase. Um, with the hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. So go to Built.com or go to Walmart or Sam's Club to get yourself some Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Okay, second game. Um, there were some just ludicrous games. Ludicrous in like how bad is this um, sort of game and ludicrous comebacks. And this was one of the games where I honestly, there was a point in this game where it didn't look like the Cavs were going to reach 71 points as a team. After Donovan Mitchell scored 71 last game, they got there just and they win somehow 90 to 88. I don't know how 90 to 88 is a, game, is a final score, but it wasn't the only stupid game like that today. The Suns played 40 minutes for Chris Paul in a non overtime game. We talked about him on the buy low, sell high, saying, why is he shooting so weirdly low? Well, 25, 4 and 8, two steals, three threes, 53% and 100 from the line. Okay, buy low might be over. Good. Donovan, 8 and 37 minutes, 15 and 18. Good to see him aggressive on the boards there. While Landry Shamit, this is why I was interested in adding him. 36 minutes, 14, 4 and 3, two threes. He didn't shoot well, but he got lots of opportunities. 33% on 12 attempts. He is a 12-team league player who's going to be up and down while Devin Booker is out. Mikhail Bridges, hit a shot, mate. What are you doing? 20% on 15 attempts, 10 points. The rest is great. Seven boards, four assists, one steal, two blocks. It's been about a three-week period now where this bloke can't shoot. And some of it is Booker not being there, but it is going to turn around. I feel confident in that. So he is a little bit of a buy low. Dario Saric started in place of Tory Craig, but Craig got the minutes. 24 to Craig, 19 to Saric. Saric had 10 points with two threes, while Craig had four, five, and three. I don't want anything to do with either of those guys in 12 teams. And Craig maybe not even a 14-team league guy anymore. Well, campaign played nine minutes and hurt his foot again. Hmm. I don't know that it's anything serious. I don't know that he's going to miss more time. He might. But to me, like Shamit was the guy I wanted over pain. And that is obviously sticking here as well. On the Cavs side of things, no Darius Garland again. So Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Played 38 minutes, 21 and 6, 5 threes, 2 steals and a block. Great shooting night, 64%. Of course, we can't trust it. We know we can't trust it. But while Garland is out, the volume in the minute should be good enough. 
to use him in 12-team formats, assuming you can deal with the occasional slash very likely bad shooting performances. Don Mitchell, uh, yeah, didn't didn't maintain that value. The sell high, if you did you do it? I don't know. 20 points, 36 minutes, 20 shots, that's 30%. Nine assists and two steals. Assists for him always remain up when Garland is out. He's been great. We know that, but this was a drop-off, clearly. We also got 21 hull netto minutes, and he played well. 14 points, a steal on a block, 71% shooting, and I'm not sure he's going to play every night, but good to see him out there. And if you did add Kevin Love, I don't think you need to hold him. He played 22 minutes for six points with a block on 14% shooting. They started Isaac Okoro over Lamar Stevens, but once again, it was the Discman, C.D. Osman, who played the big minutes. 33 minutes for Osman, 12 points, two threes. Now, he's only really a stream guy, especially while Dean Wade is out, and I just think it's going to be a continued four-person, five-person mess at the three. Levert, Stevens, Wade, Okoro, and Osman. And some of these guys will get DMP'd, but no one is really going to have consistent fantasy value. Mobley returned. He had six and eight. Hit the game winner, but 22% shooting. He's obviously better than that. While well, it was a stinker from Jarrett Allen as well. Two and eight. Two points on one of three shooting. Sheesh. Yeah, he's going to be better than that, but that was uh, pretty disappointing. Pretty disappointing. Let's look at the... Um, let's look at the next game. Yeah, that's a good idea. The next game was like embarrassing. It is. The, the whole Hornets organization is embarrassing at the moment. This story from Woj about Miles Bridges them negotiating a contract, them releasing a statement with no name on it to a random opinion reporter from the Charlotte Observer saying, no, we're not having in discussions with the Charlotte Hornets. Just you know, with Miles Bridges all the way back to the Kenny Atkinson slash Steve Clifford coach hire. Um, everything about this team is embarrassing. And they got embarrassed again, 131-107. Uh, the Grizzlies were just in like half speed and they killed him. Jar played 27 minutes, 23 points, eight assists and two steals. His efficiency has been way up lately and it is helping his fantasy output. While Jaron played 24 minutes, 17 and eight with three blocks, continues to really exceed all of our expectations. Des Bain, good. He'd had struggled since he returned. 19, 11 and four, two threes, 26 minutes. And even Dylan Brooksy Brooks was able to be efficient. 18 points on 60% with a triple one. And I don't get to, I don't, I don't do it for him all the time, but should I? No, nah, he doesn't. No, nah, you can't get the worst after that performance. That was a good game. Steve Adams dropped in 15 boards with two blocks. He's been on a really hot streak. Now he's shooting like 35% from the line all season. So you're well aware you need to punt that category. But his rebound numbers are through the roof. Another 15 here in 27 minutes. And I was also impressed by Xavier T. Illman, who played 21 minutes, 10 and 6, two steals and a block. Now he's not going to get those backup minutes most nights because Brandon Clark gets them. But while Clark is out in deeper leagues, Tillman's got a little something there. Interestingly, they played David Roddy Piper over Zaire Williams. Not that either of them have any fantasy appeal, but that was an interesting rotation change. While Tyus Jones, who was great last game, had eight points in 15 minutes and really remains, as I said, just a stash guy if you are in a luxury position in case of a Jarmoran injury. Not a guy that everyone seemed to rush to grab as we talked about on the Waiver Wire show earlier today. For the embarrassing Hornets, they were without... Ubre and Haywood, still no actual timetable on Gordon Haywood's injury as to when he's going to be back. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't hold him. I just don't think he's going to be, he's not going to play the next game. I'm pretty confident in that. Lamelo Ball, 23-4 and 12 on 30% is, is terrible, but the, other, the counting stats are good. And then old mate Terry Rogier started out horribly, shot horribly, but ended with 21-3 and 4, three threes, and finally got two steals. I'm not dropping him. I get the appeal to drop him. He's actually top 60 in fantasy points leagues this season. 
So a lot of the points league guys will hear all of the category guys complaining about Rogers. You go, oh, he's not that bad, man. What are we talking about? It's 33 fantasy points. I drafted him at 45. He's 459th. Who cares? But in category leagues, he's killing you. So it should give you some idea that there is scope for significant improvement here for Rogier. I just don't know if it'll ever come. Jalen McDaniels, 16 and 7, two steals, two blocks, 27 minutes. Yes, he is the guy, as we expected, to be the 12-team ad with Ubre and Haywood out. Dennis Smith did play 23 minutes, but he played garbage time. He got four-plus four garbage time minutes. He did play like 14 minutes in the first half and then like never saw the court in the second half until garbage time. He had two steals, but I'm not looking at Dennis Smith as a 12-team league ad with those absences. Mason Plumlee had some early foul trouble, so it's only 23 minutes there, 7 and 10 with two blocks, and that meant that Mark Williams got a little bit of extra playing time. Oh, hi, Mark. He finished with 20 minutes, Williams. Two points on 20% shooting is terrible for a big man. That really should have been like eight points, eight rebounds, a steal, and a block. He remains a luxury stash. You don't have to hold him, but if you did add him, hopefully you're in a position where you could have held and understand that it might take a little bit of time. And it's worth doing. I don't like... like he could have done much better here by obviously finishing better. But they didn't play him as, as the garbage time guy. They brought Big Dick Nick Richards in for the final four minutes. And the only rotation player they kept in in garbage time was Dennis Smith. And then they've had Richards and Jones and Booknight and McGowans. So I would have liked to see Mark Williams play a little bit in garbage time just to get some more playing time and some more experience. But that isn't the direction that that franchise went. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data, by using insights from your job post, company, and their 870 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find those qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, the next game. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they go down to the Orlando Magic. 126-115 was the final score in this one. Um, the Magic getting the win, as I said. Yeah, I did say that. Shea was back, 35 minutes, 33-4-4. Four four. 42% is a little bit annoying, but 94 from the line is excellent. And then they did start Pig Williams at center again after having success with Kenrich and Wiggins in their front court last game. Jalen Williams lasted just 12 minutes. He had three points on 25% shooting. He's realistically like a 20-team league option. That's about it. Kenrich Williams was the option, though, because Williams got well, Jalen Williams got hurt, sprained his ankle, then Kenrich played 20 minutes. 12 and 9 with two threes. I don't think there's any trust there in 12 or 14s, but in 16s, maybe. Well, Aaron Wiggins, I don't know why they do this with this guy. He was great last game, and then he had two points in 11 minutes. The ups and downs of him in the rotation is frustrating. Giddy had some struggles, but 16-5-4 and four is okay. Well, Lou Dort, I want to talk struggles. Well, he, uh, he struggled just a little bit more. No, my son is also named Bort. 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, 27% shooting, and does not look to me as a 12-team league category player. What about the Bronco, though? Broncos country, let's ride. Only 28 minutes and four points on 25%. That's shit house. 
But four assists, five steals, and a block, just keeping providing us value in 28 minutes. I believe he is a 12-team league player. And with Shea back, Trey Mann did nothing. That is not a surprise. But again, just always context. People will look at what Trey Mann did last game and go, man, I've got to add him. I, I had multiple questions. Oh, should I add Mann for today? No, you shouldn't. It's a stream option when Shea is out. And he had two, two, and four in 21 minutes. And Isaiah Joe had 13 points with three threes. He's almost turning into a Georgie Yang type guy where if you're looking for threes off the wire, you feel pretty confident that he's going to bring them. For the Magic, they had no Franz Wagner, no Bol Bol, no Suggs, no Isaac, no Mo Wagner, no AKK, no Schofield, and no Kayvon Harris. So it's a little bit hard to get a read on it. Remember last game, Terrence Ross started and was dreadful? Well, he came off the bench here and was great. I'll figure it out. 18, 5, and 3 in 22 minutes, a steal on a block. That's excellent. I also don't care. I, I just don't. I don't have. I, he's not even going to be a rotation player or anything because I reckon there's a chance that Jalen Suggs is back tomorrow. Paolo was really good, 25, 8, and 7, while Wendell Carter played 30 minutes, a double-double, 13 and 13, with two blocks. He didn't have a minutes restriction, they said. They played him 30 minutes. He played their last back-to-back, so we'll see if he plays tomorrow, but I'd say that he's got that starting job back, and we're ready to roll there. Fultz had some foul trouble early on. He only ended with three, but, you know, when coaches bench their players because of fouls, they end up effectively fouling them out anyway. He only didn't get another foul. He had three fouls in the first 12 minutes or something and then didn't get another one. But only played 25 minutes. 13, 6, and 4. A steal and a block. And that meant Cole Anthony played 30 minutes and he had 6 points with 6 assists. I would still significantly prefer Markel Fultz over Cole Anthony in a 12-team league. I think Anthony is a very much a fringe 12-team league guy and probably just a streamer. With Bol out and with Mo Wagner out, Mo Bamba had a chance and just had 10 and 2. I don't see any reason in having Bamba long-term, but... Mo Wagner's out again tomorrow. So maybe Bumba gets minutes there and you've already got him on your roster. So he's going to, I guess, play some minutes. I just don't... He's rostered in way too many leagues, Mo Bumba, and does not need to be. So I don't think you need to hold him in 12s after this. Also a good game from um, uh, old mate, the original nice Gary, Gary Harris. Nice Gary! He had 18 points with three threes, but now it's going to get messy. Fultz, Anthony, Harris, Suggs. How the hell do the minutes go? Well, you got no guys like Caleb Houston who started won't be playing. Kayvon Harris won't play. RJ Hampton won't play. And Terrence Ross probably won't play. But that's still going to be hard to find how all of those guys um, fit in in the way that they would need to fit in to be useful for fantasy. The Spurs almost got it done over the Knicks. Not quite, but almost. 117 New York, 114 San Antonio. And we're getting to the stage with the the, the we're well not with the Knicks with the Spurs. Talk about the Knicks in a second with the Spurs, where I can't really trust a single thing that happens on on this team with rotations. It's just it's all over the place. There's no real consistency with it at all, and I don't know what to make of it. Devin Vassell was out with a sore knee. All right, cool. So they started Romeo Langford, and he played 13 minutes. Like, what's the point of that? And then we had Josh Richardson play 29. Now, Richardson was out of the rotation a couple of days ago. Or sometimes he plays 18 minutes. He had 20 points. He was great. But there's no predictability with any of this stuff. I can predict Keldon's going to take a lot of shots. The horse. Whose horse is that? 26 and 7. Not great from the field, but excellent from the line. 10 of 12 from the line. That's really good. And he has improved significantly over the last week or two. While Trey Jones only played 26 minutes. And that's great because there's literally no other point guard on this team. So why did he only play 26 minutes? I don't know. It's frustrating. 14, 4, and 6 is not a bad line. 
Pirtle played 26 minutes for no reason. Should have played more. Six and eight. Well, Zach Collins was crazy. 16 points on 100% shooting. He played 21 minutes with three assists. Now, that that's like that's a 12-team line. I don't really think he is a 12-team player, and I wouldn't add him. But he's always just a name to watch, like a 14-team sort of a guy. And we just see what happens. 20 minutes a night is enough for him to be a 14-team leaguer, I think. Dougie McDirt had 15 in 23 minutes. While Sohan, yeah, really struggled. Sohan now! Zero points in 30 minutes with four assists to steal on a block. He had that big big step up, and then he had a, like a 7% usage game. It is He is going to be tough. He is more of a longer-term guy, and we want to see a little bit more consistency develop, like the way we have with Jalen Williams. But his role is relatively secure in terms of minutes, but the production doesn't seem to be consistent enough. And that this is sort of the game that we got from Sohan, the games that we got from Sohan early in the first eight, nine weeks of the season. He had a couple of little games where it was great, and you added him, and it was, it was fine. But if you do want to move on, I do get it. Malachi Branham just couldn't hit anything, but he played 23 minutes, so that's interesting. For the Knicks, um, like Thibodeau's in a maniac. What are, you, what are you doing? He played Emmanuel Quigley 46 minutes. Like, uh, Thomas, you, you do have other players. You do. It's great for us if we've got Quigley, 15, 8, and 5 in 46 minutes. But it's going to make people think that they, they can keep running with Quigley rest of season. And I, I don't know that we can. We saw what Quickly's playing time was when Barrett was there, and it was like 24 minutes. Quickly's good. I know this. I know he's a starting caliber player. I know he's a top 70 fantasy guy in starters minutes. Not these insane starters minutes, but regular, not insane people starters minutes. But I think he's going to go from playing almost every single second of the game to barely playing because that's how Thibodeau works. We still hold because maybe they just say all of these other guys like McBride, you play five minutes and Hartenstein, you play six minutes and um, who else comes off the bench on this team? Like that's it. Maybe they run a a tight, tight ass rotation and you quickly plays 28 still. It's possible, but I've seen the blueprint. The burner, Jalen Bronson, 39 minutes in his first game back, 40 here, 38, 7, and 6. That's a fantastic game. Still can't hit free throws for some reason, one of three, but love everything else. Well, Julius, the double royal, Randall. Good game. 41 minutes, great counting, unbelievable counting stats. 25, 13, and 3, and three steals and four blocks. Unfortunately, he carries the vertige of percentages. 35% on 26 attempts is horrific. And then 6 of 11 from the line is also disgusting. But the counting stats are fantastic. Points leagues, you would have loved this. You would have frothed it. That's big numbers. Unfortunately, again, that hit on percentages is huge. Grimy was pretty strong. This briefcase and this haircut. I think he's going to maintain the minutes. I don't think they're going to bench Grimes so that quickly can play those 35 minutes. Grimes will maintain this. And what we said when Barrett went down. Like Grimes has the longer-term value, but Quickly's got the higher upside. So if they play equal minutes, Quickly's the guy, but Grimes is the guy who's going to maintain longer-term. 14, three threes, two steals. It's a really solid game. Hartenstein played 19 minutes, and Jericho Sims played 22 because Mitch Robinson had 5,013 minutes. That's just one of those Mitch Robinson games. He'd been playing like over 30 a night. I don't think we worry there. And they said that Obi Toppin was available, but not going to be used. Now, I do pray that they do actually put him back into the rotation instead of running the Sims-Hartenstein back up front court pairing. Fingers crossed they do play Toppin soon. 
But I don't know, man. Thibodeau does some things and they can be confusing, annoying, frustrating, all of the above. Let's go to the next one. One of the stupidest games you will ever see. The Bucks win in overtime against the Raptors, 104-101. I think the Raptors scored 14 points in the first quarter and they like had like eight points in the... I, I don't know. It was one of the worst games you will ever see. And then the Raptors were up... Oh, sorry. The, the Bucks were up 16 points with a minute left and the Raptors tied it. I, I don't know how it happened. I don't know. And then the Bucks... I don't know. It was just a, a ridiculously bad game and with a crazy finish. No Drew Holiday, no Chris Middleton. Um, Javon Carter started and did nothing again. Zero points in 23 minutes, missed all five of his shots. Jesus Christ, see you later. Grayson Allen really put together some numbers towards the end. 16, 4, and 5, but we know that he's only like a 14-team league guy. And Bob Portis had 14 and 12 in 33 minutes. It was also a big Paddy Connaughton game. 15 and 6 with five threes in 40 minutes. But remember, Ingles, Holiday, Middleton, Hill, all out, and they're going to have to take minutes off people. Yanni had a crazy game. In a number of ways. 40 minutes for the big guy. Giannis and Tokatomatu. 30 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, and 12 turnovers. 12. I haven't seen 12 turnovers in a long time. And brutal from the field, 39%. And brutal from the line. Now, 71% might not seem brutal to you, but it is when you attempt 21 free throws. Going 15 of 21 is a brutal night from the line in a category league. That hurts a lot. Lopez had 9 and 19 with two blocks. He was also inefficient. The whole game was inefficient, let's be honest. And we had 22 Mahjong Beauchamp minutes because of all those players out that I mentioned. For the Raptors, Scott Barnes was dreadful, and then he was awesome. I don't think he scored in the first three quarters, and then he had 19 points in the fourth and overtime. 35 minutes, 19, 4, and 3. And the reason he played 35 minutes while the other starters got 40 is because he sucked. He was really bad. And then he just fired up. He also had some foul trouble, which is, you know, I should mention that. Good bounce back from Van Vliet. So I want to talk insane minutes. 47 minutes for Van Vliet. Yes, it was overtime. It's not quite 46 of quickly in, in regulation, but 47. 28, 8, and 12, three steals, 35% shooting. Gary Trent wasn't much better in the shooting department. In fact, he was literally exactly the same. 35%, but 22 points, three threes, two steals. We knew his shooting was going to drop off. We detailed that on the buy low sell high yesterday, but the minutes are gigantic. While well, Ananobi had 14 and nine with four steals. And we also got 40 minutes from Pascal Siakam. Now, he was the worst of all these guys. 11, eight and four, 22% shooting. He's on a little bit of a slump here, Siakam, outside the top 80 over the last week with some bad shooting performances mixed in there. And um, yeah, that's where we are with that. Interestingly, Boucher was basically out of the rotation, and then he was the first sub off the bench. Last game, he was out of the rotation. Five and six with two blocks in 22 minutes. People are still holding on in 12-team leagues. There is no need for that. Preston Chua was, I, I thought, really bad in this game. He played 12 minutes for two points. Again, not a 12 or a 14-team league guy. I'm pretty surprised Malachi Flynn kept his rotation spot. But this bench with Boucher, Flynn, Hernan Gomez, Achua, then there's Stad Young, Banton, Birch, Doughton, Coloco. It's just going to be mix and match every night. Like, Coloco didn't play here. Birch didn't play. Young didn't play. And most of the bench sucked. Flynn, Hernan Gomez, Achua, they're all dreadful. Boucher wasn't much better. So they're just going to rotate those guys in and out. So any of these players on the bench, there's almost no use for them in any 10 or 12 and probably even 14-team leagues if we're going to be 100% honest, which I try to be. The Blazers, they go down to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 113-106 is the final score here. 
Jeremy Grant was red hot, and then he hurt his quad, and he returned, and he cooled off a bit. But 32 minutes, 26 and 5, three steals and four threes. He's on an absolute red hot shooting streak. Another 67% night from three here. His shooting has been ludicrously good. I do fear an extended cold streak because I just don't buy Jeremy Grant as a 45% three point shooter. And I don't think you should buy that either. But he has maintained it for a long period of time. So maybe this is just who he is. While um, Anthony Simons started slowly but came good. He only played 30 minutes, which is intriguing. 16, 2, and 3. I guess it's the five fouls that limited him there. And Dame Lillard had 27, 4, and 6 in his 41 minutes, but he was relatively inefficient from the field and from the line, which hurts. Nurkic fouled out. That's why he played only 25 minutes, 10 and 8 with three blocks. And that meant that my man, Drew Eubanks, was able to step up and become useful. 4 and 5, a steal, two blocks. He's a great 16 team league guy, and he's producing streamable 12 team value. Now, this is again because Nurkic has either been out, injured, sick, or in foul trouble. And that's where Eubanks is getting these minutes. Shaden Sharp, one of his better games, I thought. 28 minutes, 13 and 4. There was no Gary Payton who sprained his ankle last game. I don't, do not believe that you need to have Payton in 10 or 12 or 14 team leagues. Josh the Hitman Hart, man, one point. Oh, far out. On 0 of 4 shooting. His inability to shoot and score is a real problem. But he did have four assists, one steal, two blocks. I think he is still a 12 team league guy, but he is rapidly falling. They also went with Jabari Walker over Trendon Watford. So for deeper leagues, Watford out of the rotation, Walker in. For the Wolves, no Towns, no Reed, but they did welcome back Torian Prince. 21 minutes for 11 points for him. Just watch that because those 11 minutes are, or those 21 minutes are very interesting. And it's going to have ripple effects like how does Reed fit in? Where does Anderson go? What happens to Jaden McDaniels? Well, I'll tell you what happened to Jaden McDaniels here. He had foul trouble again. 28 minutes, 8 and 2 with 2 blocks and just a stinking night after a really good one last time out. Is this is Rudy Gobert back? He might be. I hope so. It's only one game though. 17 and 12, 2 steals, 3 blocks, 60%. This is the Gobert that we got so many times in Utah. I hope it's able to stick. Well, Goose, Anthony Edwards had a really good game. Um, 32, 7 and 3. A little bit rough, 42% on big volume and 78 from the lines, okay. But we love what he's doing. I don't love what D'Angelo Russell did. He got benched and he did not close the game. It was Austin Rivers. 26 minutes only for Russell, nine points on 17% with seven assists. Now, he's been better than that, so I'm not panicking too much, but it's not ideal. While Kyle Anderson had six, two, and five, a steal and a block, it's fine. I think he is a 12-team league player, but Prince's return is going to make it interesting. Also, a really strong game from Luca Garza, amazingly. 14 points in 13 minutes, 100% shooting. Um, he was really good. I don't have any trust in that happening. And Reed will cut him out of the rotation. But he got the minutes over Nathan Knight, which is something to monitor if Reed's back continues to be a problem. The Rockets and the Pelicans. Pelicans are up huge in this one. And then the Rockets sent in the Boban unit, and they sort of started to close it down. In the end, the Pelicans get it 119-108. The delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. 22 minutes. He still had 13, 4, and 5 with two steals and a block. But this guy, seriously. And this is Silas after getting ejected. It just continues to be frustrating. I don't need to see Bruno Fernando for eight minutes. What is the purpose of it? I don't need to see even four minutes of Boban. I know that was garbage time. Like 22 minutes only. Ridiculous. Jabari Smith, really good. 
14 and 13, two steals and a block. 30%'s not great, but love everything else there. Well, Jalen Green just continues to be annoying, doesn't he? 16, 4 and 4 for the Filipino legend on 33% shooting. I don't think he's a drop, but he's outside the top 200 over the last week, and he's 127th for the season. You've basically got to be a punt field goal team for him. I thought that we would get significant improvements because that's usually what happens. Rookie guards, their efficiency will jump. His has gotten worse. I didn't think it was possible, but it got worse. Again, really hard to do projections. You can't just look at last year's numbers and go, this is what someone will do, especially as they're growing and improving and you're seeing trajectories of that. But I was wrong. He's just worse. Bad night from Kevin Porter as well. Um, 31 minutes, 11 points on 36%. Stunk from the line and had 11, 3, and 5. We talked about him on the sell high show, how he was absolutely rolling, and then he dishes up this. Good game from KJ Martin, and I think he's going to get a big opportunity tomorrow because Eric Gordon should be out. 25 minutes for KJ, 16 points, two steals, a block, 100% shooting, and then missed all of his free throws. Don't know how that's even possible. But he is a stream option for tomorrow with the likelihood that Eric Gordon is out. And of course, Eric Gordon did nothing, as he does every single game. 13-0-0 with zero steals and zero blocks. Probably the worst player that's getting regularly 30 minutes a night in the NBA. While Tari preseason, 4-4-3. Realist, he doesn't get Gordon's minutes. It's just not him. He gets the minutes behind Jabari Smith, unfortunately. And the dream of Tari Eason in a 12-team league is just not going to come to fruition, I don't think. Unless some wild stuff happens. Which it might, but it's not at the moment. The Pelicans, they were without Ingram, Zion, and Nance. So, as expected, Najee Marshall started 16-7-4, 33 minutes. While Ingram is out, he is a solid 12-team league player. But when Ingram comes back, I don't think it lasts. And, not surprisingly, Jackson Hayes didn't do anything. 4-7 and seven with two blocks in 16 minutes. If you added Jackson Hayes in 12-team leagues, you absolutely do not need to do that. Get that garbage out of here! It, it just isn't there. The path isn't there, I don't think. Valanchunas, 32 minutes, 16 and 17. With Zion out, I think we're going to get big opportunities for him. Nance will impact him, but we're going to get a big chance for some good numbers. While Herb Jones had two steals and a block, I reckon he had more than that. I feel like I saw a million plays where he put up... One of them was a block that he fouled on, that's right. But yeah, he's worth it. While Trey Murphy, 29 minutes, not a great night. 14 points on 13 shots. But to me, the guys are Murphy and Jones for 12-team leagues with Zion out and Marshall until Ingram returns. And that's what I said the other day, and it hasn't changed. CJ had 28 points with six assists, a solid enough game. And this was an easy enough victory, but wouldn't say that they like just put up gigantic and amazing performances. The Bulls. Your Chicago Bulls are back. Are they? I don't know. They beat the Nets, breaking their, what, 12-game win streak? 121-112. Durant was amazing. 38 minutes, 44-4-5 and five with two blocks. Continues to be like just unbelievable. He's been so good this season. And Kyrie had 25-4-8 with three steals and a block. Also, been really strong. It wasn't so strong for Royce O'Neal, who missed all nine of his shots, played 35 minutes, and absolutely can be jacked. Get that garbage out of here! Do you jack Ben Simmons? He took some free throws. hit his first free throw since November. One of four from the line. Seven, nine, and two with three steals. It's not very good, is it? I still think he is a hold. But it's moving away from that. I still think he's a hold. Claxton, 11 and six with three blocks. That red hot, like when he was getting six blocks a night, cooled off, but still good. And then how about Seth Curry? 27 minutes, 22 points with six threes. That's really good. He's been nowhere near this all season. I'd at least start to chuck him into the three-point streamer bucket, but I don't really trust it at all. 
Joe Harris had two points in 19 minutes, and I think they're just going to sort of go back and forward. And it also helps that Yuta Watanabe played six minutes with four fouls, and Tony Warren got injured. You Shockingly, wow, Tony Warren got injured. Um, rib contusion, and he was shithouse before that. Tony Warren is not a must-roster 12-team league player. Zero points on 0 of 2 shooting. There is just not enough usage, not enough minutes, not enough reliability for him to be considered a must-roster player. If you want to stream him in, by all means. But he's not a guy that you have to have. And we saw that here. Who knows how long he's going to be out. With him, it could be 10 years with a bruised rib. I don't know. His injury recoveries are never something you can predict. For the Bulls, three players scored over 20 points. You know who... Oh, no, you don't know who they were because one of them was the big fella, Nikola Vucevic. It's Vucevic. 21 and 13. One of them was DeMar DeRozan, 22 and 7. And one of them was somehow Patrick Williams. 22 and 7 with three threes and two steals. I think that's the first time he scored 20 points this season. He played 38 minutes and the ups and downs and back and forths of Pat Williams continues. I Again, I still look at him as a scheduled streamer, but that's intriguing. I don't trust it. He shot 75%. Got to the line seven times and neither of those things feel real. So don't bite too much on that. Alex Crusoe, you want to talk about guys getting hurt? Alex Crusoe got hurt. And that means we've got 34 Ayo Desumu minutes. And he was pretty good. 17 and 7, two steals and a block. I think he's a great 14-team league guy while Caruso or if Caruso is out. But there's still four point guards. Kobe White played 28 minutes here which with Caruso out. You can look at Desumu as a 12-team stream if you want. But is the upside actually worth it even if Caruso is out? I'm not sure. Drummond got DMP'd. Matchups, apparently. So that meant Derek Jones was the backup center. You, yeah, again, people still rostered Drummond in 12-team leagues. Guys, you've got a backup center getting DMP'd. He'll play some nights. He'll be better in some nights, but no. Derek Jones had eight points in his 13 minutes. Well, the skater boy, Zach Levine. He had been playing better, but he did not play better in this one. 13, 5, and 4 with two blocks. Just an inefficient night. 36% shooting, including 25% from three. Let's go to another crazy game. The Pistons beat the Warriors on a depressed penis Sadiq Bay game-winning three with one second left off the inbound from Killian Hayes. Just, there's so much to unpack from this Pistons side of things. There's no Marvin Bagley in this game, and Killian Hayes returned from suspension. So, Dwayne Casey played an eight-man rotation. Right? Eight-man rotation. Corey Joseph, out of the rotation. Kevin Knox, out of the rotation. Eight men. The bench guys were Burks. Diallo and Bay. We also had, sorry, we had nine men. Five minutes for Rodney Magruder. That doesn't count. And the way he ran his rotation was quite strange, I thought. Because they closed the game with Bogdanovich and Stewart. But, and then with a bunch of, oh, and Hayes, sorry. And then Bay and Burks. So Alec Burks actually probably should have hit the sound. It's going to be hard to understand what's going on in this game. Alec Burke. When Killian Hayes comes back, Alex Hayes, well, Alex Burks plays more minutes. Okay. 32 minutes for Burks, 15, 4, and 4, two steals. I, I don't know how to judge that. Is he a 12-team ad? Maybe. Are they going to run eight guys every night? Probably not. But I don't know. Again, it's, they went from, they lost Bagley, and then they just cut Knox and Joseph out of the rotation. Doesn't make sense. But it's what happened. 
Bay played 29 minutes, hit the game winner, ended with 17 points with four threes and two steals, shot poorly, but took a lot of them. And we thought he might benefit from Bagley being out. And he did, because they played Stewart more at center and Bay at the four. I don't think that that's a must-roster 12-team league guy there for Sadiq, but it might be. At least you can take a look at it. And then we had, again, it was weird because Jalen Duran was racking him up. 32 minutes, 18 and 11, 100% shooting, and then he just never came back into the game. I think he had those numbers basically at the start of the fourth quarter and then just didn't play. So I thought, oh man, he's going to play 40 minutes. Maybe I was wrong that Bagley being out doesn't mean Bay's minutes change. Well, they didn't change. They just went to Stewart to close the game. I still don't know. I don't think this is a realistic rotation to play eight guys every night. Like Stewart played 31 minutes, 13 and seven. Hayes played 35 in his return, nine points, but 13 assists on 25% shooting. I, I know that Hayes is a 12-teamer. I know Duran's a 12-teamer. Burks might be. Bay might be. Stewart probably is. Ivy isn't. 12-6-5 on 36% on 25% from the line as he got benched down the stretch as well for Alec Burks. So just a weird rotation, which I'm not sure actually answers anything for us as we move forward. Like I don't really think that Burks is going to play 31 a night. I don't think Duran's going to play 32 in three quarters and then never be seen again. I don't think that Ivy will play 27, or he might. I don't. Is Joseph going to be out of the rotation? Is Noel never going to play? What happens when Livers returns? I honestly, that's it's a weird, weird game that probably puts more questions into what we thought would happen without Bagley than than they answer. It doesn't really answer anything. For the Warriors, Draymond got ejected again, of course. While Looney was benched. Well, not bench. He was taken out of the closing lineup for Anthony Lamb. And then he came back in when Draymond got ejected in the final two, three minutes. 28 minutes for Looney, eight and 15, two steals, two blocks. That's two really good games in a row for Kavon. Still think he's more of a 12-team streamer than a must roster. While Clay struggled early and then got super hot. 30 points, three threes, not much else. Massive sell high window. Steph's back in a week. Clay's usage is sky high without him. You should try to sell him now. He's top 10 over the last week, Clay. Jordy Poole, just a horrendous turnover at the end. Has not really taken full advantage of Steph being out. He's got more minutes. He's got more shots. But the inefficiency hasn't really turned into great numbers. 24, 5, and 6, 34 minutes. Probably, again, sell high is here now. If it's even possible. Milk played 27 minutes. He had 18 points while DiVincenzo struggled. Five points in 34. I would still hold DiVincenzo. But, again, if you're looking for a longer-term ad and he's your one that's got to go, he's got to go. Steph's coming back. Draymond only had the four points with eight rebounds and seven assists before his ejection. And they went with us, uh, just a nine-man rotation as well in this game. Uh, Anthony Lamb, 17 points in 28 minutes. Okay, I don't really think there's much to look at there. Wiggins will be back. Steph will be back. And Lamb just won't be able to play anywhere near that level of playing time. Let's go to the next one. The Hawks get the win in another close game. 120-117 over the Sacramento Kings. The Baptist played 41 minutes. Remember how annoying it was in that period, say December, when Collins was getting like 30 minutes a night? Well, the minutes are getting cranked at the moment. 41 of them, 22 and 12. And he added in a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. It's a really nice little stretch of minutes here. He's had some foul trouble issues, but those minutes are great. And he produces. DeJounte Murray grabbed a couple of numbers extra at the end there. 35 minutes, 21, six and four with three steals. Well, it was only 32 minutes for Trey Young. 
Wasn't injured. Wasn't in foul trouble. McMillan just sat him on the bench for too long. He still continues to be disappointing, Trey, but I guess 21 and 6 isn't the worst. And at least he shot well. Good game from DeAndre Hunter as well. That's two in a row. Do I need to look at, in, into him being a 12-team league guy? Maybe. 22 and 8, 36 minutes, two steals, two threes. Now, he never usually gets steals in the volume that he's got in the last two games. And he's not a 53% shooter. But he's on a little hot streak. He's getting extra minutes. It's, there's nothing wrong with taking chances on guys who are locked into starting roles. Historically, we've seen him never be a 12-team league player like this at all. And he's not even a top 200 player this season. But he's on a little heater. Worth a look. Bogdan had 17-8 and eight with three threes in his 32 minutes. While it was a bit of a disappointing night from Anyeka Okongwu, he still got to 32 minutes, but he did have some foul trouble. Eight and seven in those minutes. And then his, the backup minutes were just basically John Collins. We saw two minutes of Frank Kaminsky and four minutes of Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson was getting 20 minutes a night about three, four days ago. And now he's been taken out of the rotation. Adrian Griffin still rostered in 12-team leagues. I don't know why. He had uh, five points in 17. For the Kings, Sabonis, another double-double. He is playing so many minutes, 40 minutes. 2014 and eight, two steals, a block. Really good game. Darren Foxy Fox. Good game from him. 25, five, and five. No threes, unfortunately, and 45% from the field, but a perfect seven of seven from the line. While Kevin Fanapants Herder had 24, three, and five in 34 minutes. A nice hot streak here for Herder. We know he goes back and forth. He is a 12-team league guy, though, and it's going to balance out. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 37 minutes, 22 points. Got some good usage. It doesn't, didn't do anything else. Four rebounds, one assist. I still don't think that he's a must-roster player. But he will be, I think, a playoff, fantasy playoff contributor. While Keegan Murray, yeah. The steal and two blocks are nice, but only 26 minutes, 8 and 7, no usage, no point in 12-team leagues, in my opinion. Trey Lyle's got the backup center minutes in the second half, while Holmes got him in the first. Neither of those guys are worth looking at. While only 19 minutes for Malik Monk, 9, 2, and 5 with two steals. The five assists are good, the two steals are good, but the way the minutes have dropped off here is disappointing, and I think you can move on from him, like in most situations. Stream, no problem. But as a guy that you have to hold on to, I don't think we're there at all. All right, let's do this last game. The Miami Heat lose to the Lakers without LeBron and without Anthony Davis. 109-112. The NBA, man, there's something weird going on every night. And today, there was stupid low-scoring games with insane comebacks, game winners, upsets, so much stuff going on all over the place. 38 minutes for Bam Adebayo. Bam, 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 bam. He's really driving things at the moment. 30 and 13, two steals and three blocks. It's him, and then it's either Butler or Hero. In this one, it was Butler. 34 minutes, 27, four and four with three steals, which is great because last game, Butler was invisible. And then that meant Hero was invisible. Nine points, 35 minutes for Tyler. 29%, only three assists, four rebounds, steal a block. He's been really good this season, but this was obviously disappointing. And then we talked about Victor Oladipo a lot early on on the waiver Wire show, saying the shooting wasn't there. And it wasn't again. 40%, two or four from the line as well. But he played 32 minutes, and he had 12, 7, and 5. No defensive stats. That's probably worth 12-10. We talked about it, and the minutes were there. The production was there. He's never going to be the old Victor Oladipo. He was an All-NBA player in 2018. It's four years ago, five years ago. But he can be useful enough. One thing is important to remember, I, people love Oladipo and I used to love him in that level as well, but 
Yeah, he's, he's an all-star. He's just getting back from injuries. Yeah, like he's one year younger than Kemba Walker, who was also an all-star. I think more recently than what Oladipo was. And sometimes injuries just change the trajectory and they can't get back to that level. And while he's playing well here, the shooting still is, is an issue and he's never going to reach that peak of where he was in the past. But this was very encouraging. Obviously, we're dropping Caleb Barton, who played only 21 minutes here. Kyle Lowry, mm, I don't know what to say about this exactly. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Like, it's not a disaster. He played 31 minutes, 11, 2, and 4, but 10% usage. Things have been a little bit off for Lowry. But remember, he started the season super slow as well. I'm not dropping the Miami Heat starting point guard. I am definitely holding him, even though this is a cold streak, for sure. Max Struess had eight points with two steals. His shooting continues to be off. He hit a key one late, but 25% this is a guy that needs to be a 40% shooter, really. And he's lost all of that touch. 40% from three. He's lost all of that touch this season. Obviously, we're not looking at him as any sort of 12-team league player. They went with Orlando Robinson over Dwayne Dedman early as the backup, but Dedman got the minutes in the end, seven minutes for him, while Robinson played just the four minutes there. For the Lakers, no LeBron. So guess what? Dennis Schroeder went off. 40 minutes, 32 points, four steals, four threes, 53% shooting. Not, not a surprise. We know Schroeder can put up numbers when the guys are out, when the guys were out. But LeBron's not going to be out every game. Schroeder can be a stream guy. Get some points in there, but we've seen multiple opportunities for him getting the starting job, playing 30 minutes, and just doing nothing. So this is great. You can stream, but don't get too excited. I guess Westbrook's foot must be okay. 36 minutes, 21, 8, and 9 with three steals. Again, rough from the line, rough from the field. Extra minutes, extra production without LeBron, not a surprise. And the tank, Tom Bryant, again, just must roster clear. 21 and 9, 82% shooting. Anthony Davis is going to return at some point on a timeline they won't tell us. And we just keep rolling with Bryant until that happens. They started Toscano Anderson in place of LeBron and he did nothing. Troy Brown was starting and then went to the bench after starting last game. And he was getting some momentum, but then got injured, had two points. And if you had added him in 12s, which maybe you did to stream today, you can move on. Reeves had 11 and 5 with three assists, which is an okay game, but nothing particularly exciting. And then Pat Beverly had four points. These are like 14 to 16 team league guys, as I detailed on the show earlier today. One thing to watch with Schroeder, and I should have mentioned this with Don Mitchell. I'll get to that in a sec. He did sprain his ankle and stay in the game. But we know that can flare up. As for Mitchell, he hurt his groin towards the end of that game early, and I should have mentioned it. He stayed in, but again, let's watch to see if anything develops. We, we've got to be careful with that. Um, we also got 15 Kendrick Nunn minutes for all you uh, Nunn fans out in the audience. Let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous goes to Kevin Durant. The waiver wire goes to Dennis Schroeder. The young gun is Paolo Banquero. And the dud of the night is the Basmati man, Royce O'Neal. Top 10 players in category leagues today. Number one was Durant, then Van Vliet, John Collins, Adebayo, Boyan Bogdanovic, Buddy Heel, Dennis Schroeder, Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Paul, and Nikola Vucevic. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues, Dennis Schroeder. Good game. LeBron's out. Pat Williams, I don't buy it. Yeah, we just we watch those two guys for sure. Karis Levert at number three. He's worth having while Garland is out. Seth Curry, I don't really buy, nor do I with Montrez Harrell, nor do I with Terrence Ross. Josh Richardson at seven, can't trust it. Ayo Dusumu, pretty good. I think upside's low, but if Caruso is out, maybe he's worth a look. Jalen Smith, yeah, nah, I need to see way more than that to add him in anything outside of 16-teamers. And Kenridge Williams is probably just a 16-team league guy as well. And your top 10 players in points leagues today. 
Number one was Fred Van Vliet, followed by Adebayo, Durant, Giannis, Julius Randle, Sabonis, Heald, Kyrie, Jalen Brunson, and Dennis Schroeder. And that will bring us to the end of today's show. Recapped all 12 games, gave you some updates on Steph Curry. I hope you enjoyed it. Please give it a thumbs up if you are here on YouTube and you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And on YouTube also, drop a comment down below. It also helps get this show out to more people. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.